change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis, and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Okay, welcome to another episode of the podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking about setting boundaries. This one's a hot topic. Let's be honest about that. This is something I see a lot in the personal development world, but I also see it a lot on social media. People and you know, people talking about the importance of setting boundaries and the respectful way to set boundaries and why if you don't set boundaries, you're essentially a pushover. Not necessarily those words, but that's what is being alluded to from a lot of these personal development and self-help, shall we say, gurus or leaders. And my issue with that is I think it's setting people up with a false construct of what is important and what isn't important when it comes to setting boundaries. There's a lot of myths out there and I do my best to try and dispel some of them, but also give you practical tools that you can use and maybe some insights that you may not hear elsewhere. If we talk about setting boundaries the way it is typically promoted and taught, it's usually, let's say I was to hurt your feelings somehow, and maybe in one of these episodes I have, you feel like I've hurt your feelings. I've bruised some aspect of your emotional landscape. And you then decide that you want to set a boundary with me and tell me, hey, that's not okay that you've done that. Okay, fair enough. But what value are you getting from that if you are setting a boundary with me? Probably none, which is my issue when it comes to setting boundaries. Now, I know I'm sort of coming at this really directly. What I've seen is the case with a lot of people in terms of the way that they've been taught how to set boundaries according to the personal development and self-help world is that you're setting a boundary from a disempowered place. You're not necessarily empowering yourself. You're saying that hurt, I don't like that. Stop, go away or don't do that anymore, get away from me. Now, if you were to extrapolate that behavior every time somebody did something you didn't like, think about how many people you would push away in your life. Because I promise you, Everyone will at some point do something you do not like that quote unquote crosses a boundary. And if you're the one who's actually setting a boundary there and putting this wall up and saying, no, you can't cross because you did this that hurt me, then you're basically pushing almost everyone away because we're all bound to do something that's annoyed you, pissed you off, hurt your feelings or something along those lines. And so then the value of setting a boundary gets diminished because you're essentially isolating yourself from anybody who's done anything that's ever hurt you. I see that coming from somebody who's disempowered. Now, that might be you. I may be talking about you specifically. So this might actually be hitting a nerve. If I am and you feel tempted to stop listening to this or stop watching this episode, bear with me. I want you to listen to this to the end before you set a boundary with me in this episode, right? I want you to embrace the discomfort of this conversation to the best of your ability because the framework and the insight I want to give you throughout this episode might actually set you up for some serious empowerment for the rest of your life. And I know that's a big claim, but what lay ahead of you is huge in terms of your life 
And if I'm able to give you something that's actually going to help you embrace an opportunity rather than turn it away, then I want to make sure that there's something I've contributed here that leads you to the perfect opportunity that you've been waiting for. So when it comes to setting boundaries, what we typically do when we're feeling hurt, when we've experienced and perceived some kind of pain is, I don't want you to do that ever again. Please stay away. Right? But that's disempowered. The challenge is if you're communicating boundaries, it's because you're trying to avoid the pain instead of actually finding the gift in the experience. My preference is that you find the gift in the experience rather than saying, oh, I don't want that, go away. Because maybe there's something in there beyond the surface of what you're looking at. Just past the superficial layers of whatever the behavior is, that is actually something that could unlock a whole other experience for you in terms of your life. Now, what could that gift be? It could be a wide variety of things. And it's dependent on the specific circumstances, right? But what I want you to do is start looking at when you're experiencing some kind of pain in your life, my preference is your first response isn't, I'll go away, don't do that and avoid the pain, but actually slowing down and asking yourself, well, what's the opportunity here? What is something that I can learn? What's the gift that I get from this experience that I may not have received any other way? What if it actually took you experiencing the gift of this pain for you to wake up to something about yourself, about your life that you're trying to create, or maybe a relationship that you have in your life. And the only way that the universe, the world around you was going to get your attention was through this form of pain. And now we've all experienced that pain in different areas of our life. Sometimes we need to go broke before we decide we're going to start a savings plan and start using a budget. Sometimes we need to experience heartbreak for the fifth time to realize that's not the kind of person that I want to date anymore. Sometimes you need to go through a few jobs that are really painful for you to realize what it is you genuinely are aligned with and what kind of company culture or what kind of leader you want to work with. There are always gifts to be found and it's up to you. No one else will do it for you. It's entirely up to you to extract whatever the gift of the experience is. As long as you're avoiding pain, you won't slow down long enough to confront the thing that's causing the pain to extract the gift, to kind of crack it open. If you think about cracking open a piece of rubble to find a diamond on the inside, I want you to be able to crack open that rubble and find the diamond, but you've got to take time in confronting the rubble and embracing it and giving it con your concentrated focus, which most people don't want to do with the things that cause them pain. So I want you to think about the typical forms of boundary setting, and this is probably going to change the way you see it to a point where if you start seeing posts on social media or anywhere for that matter, emails you might get, newsletters or books that you read, and they're talking about boundary setting, you will probably start seeing just how disempowered it is when people are describing these different strategies for setting boundaries, right? So this is actually a compensation for feeling disempowered, right? This is people wanting to say, well, this hurt, I need to put space between me and this pain because I don't know how to embrace the difficulty. I don't know how to embrace the adversity or the pain of this experience. So I would rather create space and avoid it and turn that way so you can keep your distance from me. And then you turn around and you go and face some other direction that you want to head in and then you find yourself dealing with another challenge, another thing that causes you pain. And then what do you do in those circumstances? Same thing. You look at that circumstance and you're like, oh, I don't like that pain either. 
I need to create some distance between you and I. And by doing so, I want to avoid you. And so then you start going in this direction. And if you repeat that enough, you end up just kind of pushing all these different opportunities away. And then you look at the people around you who you might be comparing yourself with. And chances are the ones who are making the progress that you would love to be making that you're comparing yourself to, they're to some extent embracing the pain in their life. Instead of pushing it away, they're actually peering into or through the difficulty to find the gift, to find the nugget and the opportunity. So I want to give you this framework because time and time and time again, I find in my work, I've been doing this for so long now that I've seen it in so many different aspects of people's lives from many different walks of life and many different cultures, but it's consistent when you stop and you face the challenge, you face the difficulty or you face the thing that's challenging you, even if that is a person, I promise you what is on the other side of that is profound wealth in terms of experience and opportunity. Now, you might argue with me that, but we do need to set boundaries at some point. Otherwise, people will just take advantage of us or they will abuse our kindness or our friendship or anything like that. Potentially, yes, you could say that. But I found that most commonly, the only time you'd really need to set a boundary is if your personal space or your physical privacy is being invaded. And that requires you actually stepping up and going, hey, like, that's not okay. You're stepping beyond a personal physical space if they're intentionally doing so and they're intentionally invading that space. But more often than not, when it's a relationship, I find that when we try to extract the gift of the experience, the dynamic between myself and that individual shifts. It's almost like there's a mystical element to it. And I'm affecting whatever it is, the connection or the bond that I have with this person that keeps them taking advantage of me or being unfair or abusing the relationship, which I'm not particularly fond of the language abusive, but some of you relate to that language. I'm more interested in shifting that relationship, at least the dynamic, by looking for the gift in the experience, which then completely changes the way I deal with those circumstances which then changes how they approach me. Because the reality is avoidant behavior, it doesn't help you, it doesn't serve you. It just keeps you avoiding the things that you're probably needing to get where you want to go. So addressing the core issue, that's what's going to help you and that's what's going to empower you. And that's what I'm more about. That's my approach, that's what I've seen work in my life. So for an example, I've got this client of mine, um, a lovely woman, and she was having some challenges with the relationship a close friendship where a friend of hers was dealing with a professional relationship with my client's ex-partner. And they were they were partnering on an opportunity together. And that was sort of happening behind my client's back. She started to get a sense of what was going on and she sort of found out through a grapevine that something might be happening there. She started to feel uncomfortable, not with the fact that they were partnering, but that her friend kept it from her, even when she asked. And so as a result of that, my client had this conversation with her, felt really upset about it, and had this desire and expressed to me, she's like, I don't know if I want to be friends with her anymore. Not because they're partnering, but because she's kept this thing from me and felt like she couldn't open up to me and kind of told me these different stories because she didn't know how to just tell me straight up. And I'm like, 
okay, I get that. I can appreciate that you want to separate yourself from her. But to me, that's avoidant. And I would rather us spend the time extracting the value from the experience and you learning from it. So then you can address that issue head on. And then from there, once you feel comfortable with where things are at, if you still feel like the two of you are actually drifting apart just by the natural progress of life and people entering different chapters of their lives, then honor that. But if you're doing it out of avoiding her because you're annoyed or because you're hurt, that's a different story. I'm not fond of that because we're just perpetuating a behavior that you'll carry into different areas of your life. And so with a little reluctance, she said, okay, well, let's, let's do this work. And so we found the gift of the experience for her. And there were multiple layers to it. It wasn't just a straightforward issue. But as we found that there was a gift in this experience, one of which was her friend was worried about how she'd react because of how my client had a history of reacting to emotionally intense situations. People around her weren't fond of her reaction. She tended to overreact, according to my client. And so what had happened, what she realized in this experience with her friend, with this recent scenario, was that she was having to confront this issue, this history that she has of having overreactions to circumstances. And so it was actually helping her realize how much this kind of feedback exists in her life and how much her reactions were having an effect on her friendships. And so when she realized that there was a gift in that for her, it shifted the anger, it shifted the frustrations she was experiencing. And she didn't have as strong a feeling to avoid her, which was really important. So I gave her the homework of, I just made the suggestion of like, go have this conversation with her. My preference is you confront the situation in a non-aggressive way. When I say confront, I mean, just have the conversation itself. And by having this conversation with her, I want you to just say like, hey, I can see why you would navigate this situation around me because of my history and the way I've reacted in the past. But I've got to tell you, like, I think I, I think I'm feeling a bit disappointed about that, that you felt like you couldn't just tell me that there was this professional partnership that was going on over here. And she said, I don't know, I'll think about it. I might have the conversation, but I'll let you know if I do. We had our next call the following week and she shared with me, she's like, you're not going to believe what I did. I had a conversation with my girlfriend. I confronted it. I was calm, like really calm and I didn't have to force it. I wasn't trying to like calm my anxiety or anything like that. I just said like, hey, this is the situation. I have been feeling uneasy about the fact that you kept that from me and it, it kind of hurt that you kept it from me. I don't care that you're, you're going into like a professional partnership with this person or anything like that. You guys are free to do whatever you want, but I feel uncomfortable that it was kept from me. And her girlfriend opened up and shared why and also expressed disappointment in some people around her as well and how, you know, the chain of communication led around. And they cleared the air is basically what happened. And my client was able to clear the air with her girlfriend to a point where she actually resolved the issue calmly, firstly, but also didn't feel the need to completely avoid her. What's interesting is off the back of that conversation, my client came away feeling quite empowered, like deeply empowered by her behavior, because she got to experience what it's like to confront an issue without aggression, without frustration, without accusations, but just being a human being with an open heart. And by directly having that conversation, she was able to clear the air with a long time friend of hers, someone who's really close to her. And as a result, she was able to ease the frustration she felt and 
liberate her mind of the mental bandwidth that that issue was consuming. Because when she wasn't engaging with that friend, there was sort of like this, it's almost like imagine playing a song in the background on loop. That was just this thought that was constantly consuming brain space that was distracting her from all the other things that required her attention. And if you do that with a lot of different little things in your life, that if you think about playing like a hundred different songs all at the same time at a really low level on repeat, that it consumes brain space and it distracts you from what you're trying to focus on, which is what this was. It was one of those hundred songs. And so as a result, she came away from that entire interaction feeling empowered, whereas in the past, she would have just pushed her away like she's pushed other people away going, nope, that's not okay. You can get lost. I'm out. And lose a friendship in the process and also feel disempowered, not actually coming away from it feeling empowered. And so that actually enabled her. What happened was she took that conversation, the momentum from that difficult conversation into another difficult conversation with the family member and had that conversation with them and communicated openly with them and came away from that feeling quite resolved and cleared the air with that person and then started taking the momentum of these conversations with her into other conversations and as a result, found herself feeling more and more empowered by the fact that she was confronting challenges rather than putting up walls and avoiding them. So I can't emphasize this enough. This has been true in my life too. I've, in my early 20s and late teens, I was somebody who avoided confrontation and challenge until I realized what I wanted was on the other side of those conversations. So it required me going into them instead of around them or away from them. And so once I started having these confronting and challenging conversations with people, it started to unlock doors for me that I thought were jammed shut. And because of the sense of empowerment I had from that, I didn't have an issue. I've come to a point where I can have really hard conversations with people and not flinch. And it's not because I'm tough. It's not because I'm some fearless, bald-headed Australian. Um, it, it's none of that. It's purely because I've experienced with enough evidence that the more you have these challenging conversations and you navigate the things that you would rather avoid, the more you realize confronting them is almost claiming back a sense of empowerment, little bits of power that you give away. So by having these conversations, you're claiming back your power and then you take that power and it builds up and you take that into the next interaction. And the more empowered you feel within yourself, the more you're able to navigate these really sticky and uncomfortable situations quite calmly and considered. And you'll end up getting more of a result you want because you're working with that person. You're asking them like, well, what? where was the misstep? Where did we go wrong? What did I say that I could have done differently? Or what did I say that led you to think that or feel that way? And so as a result, you end up having these conversations in a way where you almost surprise people with how mature you are. And it's not because you've learned some specific technique or some negotiation skill or anything like that. You just develop the habit of wanting to confront the challenges, wanting to have the difficult conversations with people that you would otherwise avoid. And you'll find that that actually, like I said, it just unlocks opportunities that you never would have thought of. It's really profound. And that's where the, the mystical stuff starts to come into play. So if I can encourage you to have these difficult conversations, you'll find yourself empowered in really special ways and ways that people can't actually take that power back from you. As long as you're trying to set boundaries according to the way the industry is sharing and the way the personal development world wants you to by telling people to get lost and go away, you're basically just putting your power into brick walls that you were building into a fortress, which in my opinion is actually disempowering yourself. I'd rather see you claim back your power 
and move forward in a way that nobody can actually have an impact on you, not because you've set so many quote-unquote boundaries, but because you've seen the gift in the experience and it's helped you learn something new about yourself in ways that people can't take that away from you. So in summary, my preference is that you disarm people in these challenging circumstances with taking ownership of the situation and finding the gift, which is taking ownership. And you'll find that when you're doing that, you'll start to experience a genuine sense of gratitude for the experience because you're taking, you're unlocking the gift on the inside. And we all experience a sense of gratitude for the gifts we receive. And then by doing so, the dynamic shifts. And then you don't need to set boundaries. It makes the whole process of boundary setting redundant. Anybody who wants to continue to interact with you while you're in this empowered state will continue to interact with you. They'll hang around because they respect you and they appreciate you. And anybody that doesn't like that will just show themselves the door. They'll just find it uncomfortable or they'll find a reason to not want to be around you for some reason. And they'll leave on their own. You won't have to actually ask them to leave. So for me, boundary setting is mostly just you know, ducking around and avoiding the issue and not necessarily directly addressing it. My preference is that you directly address it to the best of your ability. You don't have to get it perfect, right? It's going to take a few goes, but the more you do it, just like anything, the more reps that you get in, the more you'll develop mastery around it and the more that you'll start to find what specifically works within that. So if you can take this experience that I've got, I've got over a decade of doing this with people even longer in my own life, Use it to your advantage. I'd really love to see you go and do something cool with your life because you're empowering yourself instead of pushing people and opportunities away. Okay, so there you have it. That's my insights, some perspective, and some experiences that I've got to share with you around boundary setting. And I hope that I'm starting to reframe it for you so you're not taking on what everyone else is sharing when it comes to boundary setting. And I see you doing some really cool things with it. So please feel free to use it. Okay. With that being said, please make sure that you subscribe or you follow wherever you're listening to this or watching this. And if you could, it helps out a lot if you leave us a review wherever you're listening to or watching this podcast because it encourages other people to find us as well. Anyway, I will leave you with that. This is Giorgio Genis. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. 